Welcome to the Hell of a Catholic Podcast. I'm TJ Capaldi, pastoral lackey at the Georgia Tech Catholic Center. I'm Alex Carroll, first-year focus missionary here at Georgia Tech. I'm Father Josh Allen, chaplain here at Georgia Tech. Today, our topic is one that people have very strong opinions about. And so uh, we decided, I we actually decided to make sure that the guys that are here kind of answering questions and being led by me through this discussion, that they have not really prepared for it because um, I kind of want real answers, right? Uh, the question is, are fraternities and sororities a good thing or a bad thing? And right off the bat, so we've got three guys here, some of whom have experience in fraternities. We have no people here who have had experience in sororities. So we are going <laughs> well, to... not as, like, direct. Okay, yeah, being. let's just stop, <laughs> stop. <laughs> so we are limiting ourselves to discussions of fraternities at this podcast. So, all right. The question is, are they a good thing or are they a bad thing? Before we even start, let's get on the table. Who has experience with fraternities and who does not? When I was a student at Georgia Tech, I was a member of a fraternity here at Georgia Tech. In my fourth year at Tech, I left that fraternity. I did not leave that fraternity because there was anything wrong with the fraternity. I left that fraternity because there was something wrong with me. And it was good for me to do it. Um, The guys in that fraternity were much better than I was at the time. Uh, I was not living a good moral life. I didn't have any faith. It wasn't their fault. It was just the place where I was kind of falling apart. And part of my return back to the church and my return back to living a good life was to leave this. And again, not because they were a bad influence. I I really want to make that clear. If anybody that was in my fraternity that happens to know me uh, hears this, I want them to know that I had nothing against fraternity. I think they were a bunch of great guys. Uh, But I did leave them. So I'm no longer a member of fraternity, but I was for three years here at Tech. And I... uh having just graduated in December, uh, was a member of a fraternity here at Georgia Tech for my, basically my whole time as a student, and I guess technically still now. Um, I mean, once you're, and, unless you leave, you're still a member, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So I didn't formally leave. I did kind of go inactive for like the last, I don't know, semester or a few semesters, but that's not... Um, Which is actually fairly typical on this campus, right? Exactly. Guys stay kind of active for four years, mm-hmm. and then you go inactive. Something, or yeah, give or yeah. take. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I had a positive experience coming from, uh, came from Rhode Island down here to Georgia, so I didn't know anything really about Greek life substantially um, before I came and left knowing a whole lot more by experience and otherwise. All right. My experience with fraternities is uh, somewhat different. I went to a liberal arts college back in Missouri, um, Southeast Missouri State University, great college. Um, oh, great-ish. Um, where they did have a very prevalent Greek life on campus, um, but one that I was not a part of. Um, I think in college you could probably classify me as, as anti-fraternity. I didn't really like the entire idea of it. Um, I was an art student, so I was sort of already an outcast on campus. Um, I worked two jobs while I was going through college, so I didn't really have a lot of free time for like extracurriculars like that. Um, yeah, and then as transitioning after I graduated, of course, I became a focused missionary, um, sort of after my conversion. Um, and then, lo and behold, wouldn't you know it, uh, I would come to Georgia Tech, and I would be sort of our um, male-focused Greek representative, um, which means I do a lot of fraternity outreach uh, here on campus, which is sort of an ironic uh, twist of fate there. So here I am on campus, um, reaching out to a lot of Greek students, um, which I do love and I do enjoy um, that's, that form of ministry. And so... 
Yeah. So another thing, kind of before we start, that I want to throw out there is uh, Georgia Tech kind of became uh, a little famous for an incident that happened with one of fraternities here, um, to the point that uh, last night I actually Googled uh, Georgia Tech, and one of the first things that came up was not the institution, but an incident that happened with one of the fraternities here on campus. Hmm. Um, and I think what we want to try to do, we can talk about those kind of things, you know, incidents, incidences that happen, whether they are um, things that happen between uh, men and women, or whether it's hazing, or whether it's whatever it is. We can talk about that kind of stuff, but for the purposes of this discussion, I don't know how useful it is to talk about specific incidences sure. that happen, sure. especially given um, one of the things we all have to keep in mind is that no matter how much we think we know mm -hmm. from the media, um, I know from experience that the media very rarely, very rarely uh, presents all of the sides of a story. Sure. So, again, I'm not trying to defend anything that happened. I would not do that. If, if what happened is actually what they described, it was terrible. Um, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me at all if there's a lot more to the story. Yeah. And so it doesn't really matter. We're not talking about particular incidences. We're talking about fraternities in general. Mm -hmm. And so I guess the, where I'd like to, for us to start is what is a fraternity supposed to be? And if it is that, is it a good thing? Mm. Well, uh, from my perspective, uh, and this is not something I understood, like I said, when I started off, when I first joined the fraternity, I kind of just joined because it seemed like something that would benefit me. Um, but through my course of uh, my time here at Georgia Tech um, and different experiences that I had, whether it was um, becoming a part of the leadership within the chapter, becoming part of the Greek leadership on campus, or um, participating in some like leadership development type stuff on and off campus, um, I learned a lot about that particular question. And it's kind of, I guess, the way I would summarize it is just that it's meant to be, you know, a group of men of high character um, who are, you know, already doing well in the different things that they're doing to come together and be a part of a community to do even better and accomplish um, even more and to encourage each other to be better, I guess, um, to put it in a kind of a vague general uh, d definition. Well, if we can go a little deeper in that, right? A fraternity is from the Latin fraternitas, right? And what is fraternitas? What does that mean? Brothers. Brotherhood, brotherhood right? Yeah. A, bro a brotherhood from fratres, which means brothers or brethren. And if we talk about what is a brother, right, we, we don't use that term lightly. Uh, it is true that the term refers to more than just a biological brother, right? Mm. It does refer to this kind of greater sense of people. But So, for instance, in the Mass, when I say, pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father, in Latin, it's orate fratres, right? Pray fratres, pray brethren. So this term that we're using that is the root of the word fraternity is also the root that we use to refer to people who are united together in the celebration of the Mass. Mm. So when we talk about like what a fraternity is, there is a union between the people that are there that is deeper than some shared goal. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's not like we, we're, we don't become a fraternity because we all want to accomplish world peace. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That we might be mission partners in that case, right? right? But we're not a fraternity in the true sense of the word. Like a fraternity has a union that goes far deeper than 
what we do, or even what what we say we are, what we do when we're together, there's a union that exists on the level of of who we were made to be, right? If we're really if we're really talking about what a fraternity is, right? Now the question is, does the Greek system fraternity does that first before we well, before we talk about what it actually is? Huh. Does the Greek system aspire to be that? Definitely. I think so. And I think it's, it's uh, you know, it at least I'm familiar with many different organizations, not on a like very specific level, but at least on a general level. And I would say most of them attempt to do that, but they're bound together, right, to this higher purpose by, um, by their ritual, by their creeds, and by their, you know, ideals or values, however you want to say that part of it. Um, and those are the things, uh, apart from the personal relationships, that are meant to bond the people together, I think. I mean, that would be the next step from the definition I gave before. So it's been a long time since I've, you know, been in a fraternity on campus. and It's been fairly recent for you. Um, would you say, I would say when I was here, and I graduated here in 1999, um, I would say that I wouldn't say that every single fraternity had a different character, but there were kind of groups of character sure. that you could put different fraternities in. Yeah, and a um, lot of people. And like I don't to know. Do would that. you say the same thing today? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of just the nature, I think, maybe of groups and of of uh, you know a shared culture like that. You know, there there are certainly different groups that exist within the same culture, but they express it very differently. You know, and a lot of that is based on who are the members who are in that group at a particular time, right? Because it can change. I think that changes over the series of, over a series of years. I think that that's definitely the case as well is that, um, for instance, there was an incident, what was it? Was it university of Mississippi? Is that where the, um, that incident happened with that? The the SAEs Missouri, with the, wasn't it? Or, was it Missouri? Uh, it doesn't matter. It was not Missouri. It was uh, Oklahoma. I thought Oklahoma. It was, that's what was it Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Okay, yeah, I think it doesn't really matter. <laughs> sure. But uh, a fraternity on that campus uh, got in trouble for doing something racist. I can't uh, some sort of racist, racist chant, chant on yeah. bus. Yeah, yeah, racist chant on a bus. And I read recently an article in the National Review speaking about fraternities. And one of the things it turns out on that campus when they kind of surveyed like how many. Uh, uh, black people are in fraternities mm-hmm. and how many like minority people are in fraternities right. is very very low minority participation um, but it's interesting in this article they said that the reason for that isn't actually the current members the current members are more open to that diversity but that it's alumni mm. now I don't know if that's true or not I don't know anything about Oklahoma I've never even been there I know sure. they have a nice panhandle <laughs> it's like the iconic panhandle of all panhandles yes. <laughs> Um, and I have some friends that live in Oklahoma, but I would never go to Oklahoma to visit them. <laughs> um, I'm kidding. I'm sure it's a very nice place. Wait, so you're saying that the alumni have more influence on this particular situation? Well, alumni have great influence on fraternities. There's right. no question about that, right? Yeah. They, uh, fraternities depend on regular donations from alumni. Sure, yeah. A, to keep their doors open. Oh, yeah. Right? They don't charge enough to live in the fraternity house to pay for everything that happens. Right. happens. You have dues. You have all these other kind of things. But they depend on alumni. Um, so alumni have a great deal of influence over fraternities. All fraternities have some sort of alumni board or yeah, of governance piece. And the house is usually owned by an alumni board. Yeah. Um, and there's also the psychological piece, I think, also, that you could also go down with that road is, uh, 
um, given the people who have been a part of this in the past, gives a certain image to the place, and then that, that determines who's going to walk in the door in the first place and all those kind of things mm-hmm. as well. And what people say about it on the outside, and that's important, I guess. Um, and I think there's also another difference that occurs is the difference in chapters from, from university to university. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Uh, it, it'd be really easy to paint a fraternity with the same brush all across all universities. And there are some that are more consistent than mm-hmm. others, but it's very often the case that uh, you know, the fraternity ABC on this campus is going to be very different than the fraternity ABC on another campus. Absolutely, yeah. um, so kind of all that put together, I think fraternities do aspire to something really good. Um, the question becomes, I think almost everybody falls short of their mission. Not just fraternities. Yeah, almost yeah. everybody. Like almost any organization, like the church. The church's mission is to provide for the salvation of all souls, mm. right? I mean, how are we doing with that? I'd probably give us like a C minus, okay? <laughs> so every organization falls behind in its goals. So I'm going to say, I'm not even going to open it to question, that fraternities fall short of accomplishing the goal yeah. that they set out to do. I think that's acceptable. The question becomes, does the organization fall so short of its goal that it actually becomes a negative influence on a campus. Hmm. So this kind of brings up, like, we won't ask TJ because he's got a lot of experience. I have a lot of experience, too, with it. But so when you hear, you've been here for a while now, you've sure. had experience, but when you hear fraternity, like, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind are the negative con- connotations, um, like the intense partying, sort of like this like uh, this hedonistic lifestyle, um, these sort of, um, gosh, I don't even I don't even want to use like an offensive term. They're sort of just like fratty people um, that that comes to mind. And so nothing that there's wrong with the fraternities. And I I do agree with you that they're initially a good thing, but uh, you think of the bad things when you hear the word. What you you think of drunk guys doing stupid things. Yeah, absolutely. Right? That's what you think of. True. Um, Even right, and and they don't help themselves, right? Even right now on campus, it's, we're approaching like the last kind of free weekend. And several fraternities are setting up for big parties, right? And you see, like, even in their setups, which are, they'll start their parties tonight or tomorrow or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, even in their setups, you think to yourself, like, I know <laughs> what's going to happen here. Yeah. Right? I know what this is about. And what it's not about is fraternity. deep and special bonding that we could call fraternity. Yeah. What it is about is getting drunk and doing stupid things. Right? Sure. Um, now, can getting drunk and doing stupid things with other people lead to a certain kind of bonding? A certain kind. For, yes. Yeah, so, sometimes. Well, wait yeah. a minute. Let's be honest about that. A yes, it does, right? What happens? You've seen it happen before in a bar, right? Guys get drunk. We On Holy Saturday night, right? We go out. Were you there for we that? We did not get drunk. No, no, we didn't. Oh, yeah, the guys in yeah, the yeah, bar. Yeah. I'm sorry. So we go out Holy Saturday night after the vigil. There's like a group of 70, yeah, something like that. Yeah, on a bachelor party. Yeah, and so... No, I'm sorry. The other guys who are in the bar were on no, the No, no, we're, we're a group yeah. of 70. Right, we right, show right, up to right. this bar, or this restaurant. This yeah. is also a bar. Restaurant bar. And, you know, but it's late at night. Those are the only kind of places that are open. Sure. And we get there, and there's this group of, like, five guys? Five or six five guys Five or six guys. bachelor party. And they're on some bachelor party, <laughs> and they are drunk as a skunk. Three I mean, the wind. They were actually pretty funny until they started taking their shirts off. At one point, they all were shirtless. They're yeah, all shirtless some. in this... It's a real restaurant, you know? <laughs> like... 
all the people are looking like, what is going on? We're all thinking, let's just get out of here. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I actually went up. To, I went up to one of the people and I said, "Would you? Do you guys have phones? Like, would you like me to call the cops? I can do that. <laughs> I have a phone. You know, they'll come. I promise you, to call. Like that's what they do. <laughs> that's their job." And she's like, "Well, the cops were here earlier." I said, "The cops saw this." <laughs> You know, it's like, no, 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 we have this person that kind of works for us. And I was like, well, maybe maybe we should call them, you know, just see how they're doing, yeah. see if they want to stop by, have a chicken <laughs> wing or something, on. you know, whatever. Yeah. And uh, at any rate, so the manager goes over and tells these guys that. But the thing is, the experience they're having, in the middle of all that, they're clearly bonding with one another in some way. Shirtless fashion. Right. Okay, they're obviously having a good time. And in, in a certain sense, you're like... You know, if you guys were doing this where you weren't kind of causing harm and scandal with other people, yeah. you know, I can kind of yeah, appreciate sure. it. Go for it. But obviously, they were all obviously very, very drunk. Yeah. That's not In good. a bad way. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, though, even that bonding, whatever that is, that's not fraternity. Mm-hmm. Right? That is something. I'm not saying it's not something. It is something. But it's not fraternity. Fraternity is based on something deeper. It has to be based on something deeper. It has to be based on a union that we have that is not superficial. Yeah. It's not based on what we do, what we're aiming for. It's not based on some superficial thing. It's based on something about who we are. Yeah. Right? Who we are as people. And I think a lot of times the big parties and crazy things that happen in fraternities are the very things that cause people like me to question is this thing even a good thing? Mm-hmm. Because I like I know the result. I remember our first semester driving early in the morning on a Saturday and seeing guys in shirts and ties walking home looking like terrible, looking mm-hmm. terrible, Yeah, uh, walking home to North Ave or whatever. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, that's what you call the walk of shame. Like, that's what it is. Yeah. You know, you've been doing who knows what. And uh, I remember I passed by one who was a Catholic student and I pulled over, and I said, hey, how you doing? He's like, oh, Father. <laughs> I said, you know when confessions are, right? He's like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that kind of stuff, like, that's the kind of stuff that it doesn't help the image of the fraternity. Listen, you can have a good time. Like, I see it all the time. I was just recently out in California, and I was out at one of the big golf courses that everybody likes to go to. And I unfortunately was not able to play golf, but I was there. I was at Pebble Beach. And I'm looking at these guys that are having fun together. Um, was there alcohol involved? Yes. Are they puking all over each other? No. Yeah. You know, and they're able to have a good time and really bond over something um, that they enjoy doing together. And hopefully there's something more than just that. Right? Uh, I think that's what fraternities are supposed to be. The thing is, I think that stuff happens in fraternities. It's just not what we see. Yeah. Talk about a public relations disaster. Right. right. The things that we see are the things that we ought not to see. Mm-hmm. And the things that we should see are the things they don't publicize. Wow. That's the crazy thing about it. You know? Yeah. You think? Whew. That's a lot to take all at once. Uh, I think there's two, for me, to answer kind of like the ultimate question, there's two big things for me. One um, is that definitely fraternity um, in the, like, Greek fraternity system is if it's done right it can be like a very powerful experience and I and like you said I would give it credit that even when it's done wrong and I can say this from experience even when it's done wrong 
there's still a lot of good that goes on that no one's ever going to see that a lot of good comes out of it um but there's also a lot of a uh, lot of pain and a lot of um like tragedy i mean like I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say that, like, you know, people, lives have been cost by the bad decisions that people have made. But that those things happen outside of fraternities, too. Uh, don't get me wrong. There's, you know, there's so many nuances and things to say right now. Um, and people that have been not been killed, that have been hurt in, like, ways that are going to affect them for the rest of their lives, um, emotionally, psychologically, physically, otherwise. Um, and those things can't be ignored. Um but when fraternity is done right, it is one of the most powerful experiences that you can have. Um, and I think... I agree with that. Yeah, it is, it is one of the best experiences that you can have, um, and it calls the best out of people. Um, there's, I mean, not to be cliche or anything, but a lot of fraternities, um, what their principles and rituals are actually based on is, is comes from Christianity. Um, and I think that, you know, that says something, um, that says something very important. And I think the further, not all fraternities, some fraternities are based on other types of principles, um, maybe like justice itself or law or something like that. Um, but I think the further we get away from that is the more that we see these, uh, other things manifest themselves. And so I, well, where I've ended up from my long experience doing all sorts of different things with fraternities is, and being on definitely both sides of the coin myself, is that, uh, you know, there have been times in my life where I felt like, you know, we should just shut the whole thing down, start from scratch, let something else fill that hole on the college campus. Um, and there have been times when I've really, like, very much in a personal way wanted to, like, save the whole thing and be, like, the person who's like, come on, guys, like, this is such a good thing, like, let's stop messing it up. Um, and I got very exhausted and burned out doing that, trying to convince people who signed up for something very different um, than what, or who thought they signed up for something very different than what fraternity is actually about, trying to convince them to do something that was not what they thought they signed up for. Um, it's an uphill battle. Um, so there's all different kinds of people in fraternity life today. Um, I don't, oh, absolutely. There are yeah. some absolutely fantastic guys yeah. in fraternities guys at Georgia Tech. Yeah. I don't know anything about fraternities outside of Georgia Tech. Yeah. But there are some absolutely fantastic guys yeah. in fraternities here. 100%. And I don't know. Um, I don't know where it's going to go, and I don't know if the kind of the forces and the powers that be are going to um, you know, change it anytime soon. Like you said, there's a lot of influences in place where it's kind of the kind of thing that's going to, seems like it's going to stick around for a while. Um, I think it is, um, it is redeemable. That is to say that it doesn't have to be the things that we see on the outside. Mm -hmm. uh, well, I think uh, this article that I read in the National Review, I wish I could remember who wrote it. And I think I've already thrown away my National Review. But uh, this article I read talked about how the fraternity today is kind of like a microcosm of the campus as a whole. And that is that when we kind of gave up on college being about intellectual formation and we decided to make it about self-discovery yeah. or self-expression or whatever it is that is, yeah. um, basically giving people like a four-year pass to do anything they want to with no consequences. It's better at Georgia Tech than it is a lot of places. But... To the extent that that's what college is, then we're governed by this kind of vague notion of respect that nobody can really define. Nobody wants to define respect, really. But everybody wants to enforce it. Mm -hmm. We're defined by that, 
governed by that. But yet, really, what we're telling people to do is discover themselves, and anything's on the table. It's fine. Well, the thing is, that's kind of what's happened in fraternities. Like, anything's on the table. Um, you don't have to be constricted by this mission that you were founded to produce. Most fraternity guys could probably recite to you their mission statement or something like that because they have to. Right. Right. They get that. They get kind of, kind of beat into them their first year. <laughs> uh, but none of them have, not, not, not none of them, but a lot of them probably never really thought about it. Mm. And I doubt that guys during rush week, they're looking at their mission statement when they're thinking about different people of who to invite into the fraternity and say, is this person right. going to be somebody consummate with our mission? Mm. Most of them were thinking, oh, he's a cool guy. We'd have fun with him. Yeah. You know, that's what it was, that's what it was at ours, sure. right? So that's the thing. Like, you have the, in, the university that is supposed to be about intellectual formation. You have the chaplaincy at the university that's supposed to be about spiritual formation. And then you have the fraternity or other social clubs. It's supposed to be about human formation, right? These are like the pillars yeah. that are provided in, in a university setting. Well, the thing is, universities, sometimes, I think at Georgia Tech, they're still doing a pretty good job, you know, with intellectual formation. But human formation is pretty, pretty bad, you know, because the clubs are all very special interest clubs and nobody's willing to say this is how human beings are supposed to live. Right. Instead we say no you live any way you want to. Well that's not formation that's human deformation. Hmm. Deformation right? Yeah. And then spiritual formation on a lot of campuses is being marginalized or limited. Although to my experience it's not in, it's not like that at Georgia Tech. I think we have a good, good, sure. uh, good administration here. Um, but this is kind of part of the problem. Like if we don't understand what for what role fraternities are supposed to fill, how can we really judge whether they're doing what they're supposed to do? And my guess is most fraternities don't have that self-awareness of the role they're supposed to play on a college campus. Um, and if that was something, rather than just restricting them or kicking them off or something like that, which is happening in some places around the country, rather than doing that, if we had a real serious conversation about what the role of the fraternity is supposed to be. And maybe a real serious conversation about kind of public relations and, mm -hmm. and image. Uh, I think that would be a very useful thing. But at the same time, what the university permits, people tend to do. Right? So if the university is going to permit people to have loud and raucous band parties with cops present, yeah. watching what's going on and not doing anything about it, if the university is going to permit that, what are you teaching people? Mm -hmm. You know, every single band party that a fraternity has on campus, they have to have a police officer from Georgia Tech present. So, really? No. I think just security guards. I think it has to be a police officer, doesn't it? It wasn't when I was here. I okay, well, when I was here, it was a police officer. Most places okay. that I see, it's still a Georgia Tech police officer. Now it's like professional security is required, okay. a certain number of security guards. Okay, so we have to have security present. Well, what are they supposed to be doing, mm. right? Are they just there to break up fights? Are they there to actually enforce kind of some manner of moral code or the legal code or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Like, if we're going to permit it, why should we be surprised when people take advantage of what's being permitted, right? Yeah. That's kind of is a complex situation. And, and one of the things, we, we're gone a little long already, but one of the things I want to leave um, all of you who are listening with is that this is fraternities are an institution that have been around for a really long time, hundreds of years, sure. right? Uh, Greek fraternities, and then the idea of fraternity has been a lot, around a lot longer than that. When we find something that's wrong with them, a sickness that may have invaded them, 
it's worth looking at what a fraternity is supposed to be and ask ourselves, can they be what they're supposed to be? If they can be that, and if what they're supposed to be is worthwhile, we should work towards that. Now, if we look at what a fraternity is supposed to be and we say, you know what, this is not something we want, then that's another thing. Um, but human beings make mistakes. Human beings tend to make mistakes right up until the limit that we permit. And if we stop permitting the great stupid mistakes, people stop making them. It's amazing how that happens. But that has to be a reformation that gets into what a fraternity is supposed to be. And if fraternities won't allow that, if it's like you either take us how we are or we're gone, mm. they're going to be gone. Yeah, I mean, that's the way our society's going. Sure, you know, um, and I think it'd be a, I, I think it would be a very serious loss for universities because I do think they add something very, very good to a campus. Yeah, um, and I would just say, just as one final comment for me at least, is that I personally like value my experience in fraternity like very highly. Um, have a lot of like really strong relationships still from that and like wouldn't have gotten to the point where I am for better or for worse without my experience uh, in the fraternity Uh, so it was it was very good in that way all right that's it this is the Georgia Tech Catholic Center hell of a Catholic podcast if you have comments or complaints or suggestions anything you'd like to say please send us an email at podcast at gtcatholic.org. Thanks for listening. God bless.